<laughs> I really, I really hope we got that. I don't think I we really did. fucking hope we got that. I don't, I don't think, so. think we which, did. Which one of you did it? it was which me. one of you did it? <laughs> it was <laughs> it was quite the burp. Well, if you didn't hear it, Gavin just belched one right as I said, like three, two, one, and then clicked record, and he just fucking he had no, he had he did not have any manners he did not have any sort of warning that something was about to happen so i could stop the recording and i hope you guys heard it because that was just that was something well anyway what a cold open we got here you fucking pig <laughs> uh welcome on into the smash mouth football podcast as always i'm your host chris mcguire uh peach mitty is here con is not and we got fucking piggy over here gavin <laughs> Oh, oh I hated hearing that. I had my <laughs> I had my AirPods in and having that just go right into my ears. Not not a good time. Not a good time. Uh well welcome on in. Thank you for uh listening as always. Uh so let's let's talk football, shall we? Yeah. Uh I feel I feel gross I, after hearing that and hearing you squeal, I feel very uncomfortable. I mm. You are. Mm. You should. You should have been off the episode just like Khan. No, 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 no. The, no. What would you do? What would you do without me? Really? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Probably. Probably like just have a two. Complain about the Giants for an hour. hour. Yeah. 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 That's 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 fair. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, let's get on to this week's. Games. Uh, last night we had a game. Green Bay Packers beat the San Francisco 49ers 34-17. Every single one of us picked the Packers, which does not happen much, where we all pick a game and, and we end up winning it. And it was never really in doubt. Oh, by the way, I am demoting DK Metcalf, my all-pro. He is now in my flex spot. Oh, that's not fair. Yeah, that's, no, that's not right. fair. You made your pick. That's right. That's right. Devontae Adams is a fucking monster. I knew. Oh, I mean, I knew that. I knew that. Just at the time, I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm going to put DK Metcalf here. Uh, not don't get me should, wrong. I mean, not only should it, you take him out of your flex and put him as a wide receiver, you need to put that man a wide receiver one. I put him over D Hop. Right now, this year, I would put him over D Hop. I wouldn't. I wouldn't just yet. I mean, like, all these have come in like three huge games. Well, don't forget, he missed two and a half games, too. Yeah, like, he's averaging just like his stats are insane. Like, per game. No, they are. They are, but so are D Hops. And, like, it's just, you know. I don't know. I I personally put Diab above him, but I can definitely I can definitely understand the argument why Devontae Adams. The the thing that gets me about both of them is too, like who else do the Packers have? And that's not that's not me saying anything against Devontae Adams. That's this is against the defenses that face Devontae Adams. How is it that you have people like Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins on the Cardinals? Yeah, why are they not where, triple teamed? Well, here's yeah, the like, thing. Here's the thing. Who here's... else do they have? Well, you, you okay? Marcus Valdez Scantling, like last night, maybe that's what they were doing. Maybe they put two, one too many people on Devontae Adams, and then he gets absolutely wide the fuck open for a touchdown in the end zone. Like I, I don't know. I mean, kind of like one of those things where Tyreek Hill, 
like gets all the attention in a Chiefs game and then Sammy Watkins goes off for 300 yards. You know, or it's just it's just incredible to me because I know Devontae Adams gets a ton of attention. It's not like he doesn't get a ton of attention. It's just kind of like it's a testament to how good he is of a receiver and route runner. Right. To right. Where you literally know the ball is going to go his way. I mean, he had every game plan last night. defensively should be okay. What are we going to do to stop Devontae Adams? Every single time that should be like the first thing going into the game. Yeah, yeah and I'm you, I'm sure think. I'm sure I'm sure that is the game plan too. It's just it's he's so goddamn good. His release is so unfair. There was a play last night where it was I believe two, and literally the 49ers knew what the play was. The play was a quick out, Devontae Adams, quick out on the left sideline. Uh Aaron Rodgers rolls out to his left, throws a bullet. It was as perfect of a pass as it has to be. But Devontae Adams literally has a guy on his fucking back, and he just fucking catches it, rips his uh, rips his arm out from underneath the defender, and just, like, I don't know, just the fucking swag that Devontae Adams has, just knowing fucking how good he is. I If I can be as good at any as anything as Devontae Adams is being a fucking wide receiver, I would not shut the fuck up about it. But, anyway... The the Packers offense. For our sake, I'm glad that you are not as good at anything as Devontae Adams is a wide receiver. Then I'm not. I'm not as good uh, at anything in life as Devontae Adams is a wide receiver. <laughs> like literally, there's not one thing. I am very, very average at a lot of things. <laughs> I am not great at any one thing. Other than being a bitch. Other than being a bitch, apparently. Uh, that's fine, Gavin. Let's just take our fucking shots, why don't we? Uh, but anyway, Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, you fucking burped into the fucking mic. <laughs> literally, this is our second take. I literally had a take before this one because I went to go switch Wi-Fi's just so that way. Because a little behind the pod, we're recording on Skype right now. And I was I clicked record. I ended the recording very quick because I wanted to switch Wi-Fi's to make sure we wouldn't break up at all during the during the call. This motherfucker waits until the second <laughs> fucking recording to burp. It wasn't even like it wasn't even like he he could have just gotten it out of the way, but he waited until the second fucking recording. I mean, whatever. Whatever. But anyway, back to the game. Aaron Rodgers 25-31, 305 yards, 9.8 yards per attempt, four touchdowns. Nick Mullins, even though his box score stats weren't awful, 22 of 35, 291 yards, a touchdown interception. It's just, four ers are done. Dude, did you, see that, did you see that stat where at the beginning of the game, not a single person that touched the football on the offensive side of the ball in the NFC Championship was playing for the 49ers last night? Which is crazy. That Fucking is bonkers. Crazy. And... Ah, oh, man. You know, Kyle Shannon can do so much. I mean, he's he can scheme just about anybody open. I mean, Richie James last night. Nobody knows what the fuck Richie James is. He had nine receptions, 184 yards, a touchdown. It's just, when you are when you have so many fucking people hurt, even Kyle Shanahan can't necessarily get you to victory every game. It's no, so tough. I feel so bad for him. He, I mean, he kind of is a magician. It just kind of sucks because, like, it's not that much of a magician. Like you can't beat the yeah. one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFC, with nothing. Not with like a backup tight end, backup receivers, a backup quarterback. Like it's shambles it's gotten, of the defense. 
it's gotten to the point where this magician is trying to pull a rabbit out of his hat, but the rabbit got way too obese to where you can't get him out. He's yeah. just too fucking fat, and you just can't you can't pull you can't pull off this trick. You're, you're it's it's tough. It's tough. But anyway, let's get to this this week's games that we have not been able to go over just yet. The Giants going into Washington. One and seven Giants going to Washington. Uh, I'll let you know Connor's Connor is picking the Giants as the Giants are two and a half point underdogs going into Washington. Uh, P. Schmitty, what do you think this game's going to be? I'm actually in agreement with Connor. Oh, crazy. Um, I think the Giants looked pretty decent the other night against the Bucks. Should have won that game. We all know. Should get rid of Daniel Jones. ASAP as possible. Um, Keep him. I, I don't think that Washington's all that great a team. I think if you can call a game against Washington how uh, the game was called the other night against the Bucks. And even if Daniel Jones is missing every single deep throw possible, I think that their offense will be have an advantage at least over Washington's. So, Daniel Jones is four and fourteen in his career overall, as for his record, yep. he has three of those. Three of those are against the Washington football team, and the other one. Uh, Matt Gay of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers missed a uh, 25-yard field goal to lose the game in the closing second. So even that win, he didn't deserve. So uh, go on though. But all he almost saying, had only wins against Washington and Buccaneers. Then if they all, had won the other night, exactly. Yeah, right. All I'm saying is Daniel Jones is three and zero versus the football team from Washington, <laughs> and. Um, Who's to say that that doesn't continue this weekend? Do you? I don't remember the spread. Hold on. <laughs> Giants, are <laughs> Giants are two and a half point underdogs. The Washington football team are two and a half point favorites. Oh, uh, you know what? I mean, the Giants can't go one and eight, right? I mean, <laughs> they, they, they very well can. <laughs> yeah, they, they very well can. There's I mean, no way. They're close. They they keep every game so close. Like they lost by what two to the fucking Buccaneers, man. What was up with that? One one theory that I have is that they were just looking ahead to this week against the New Orleans Saints, and they didn't prepare for the Giants because why would they? I mean, I Uh, guess, but it, it was. I don't. I don't know. I I really don't think they prepared. It was kind. It was kind of like the Chiefs. Uh, when the Chiefs were going to go against the, uh, who, who were the Chiefs? Oh, the Chiefs going against the Ravens when the Chiefs almost lost the Chargers earlier this year, where the Chargers yeah. almost beat them. It's just like when you have such inferior opponents, it's just like if you have such a big matchup, like why waste your time do, like going all in and preparing for that matchup? Not saying that that's the right mentality to have, but you know, it's just I feel like it's the one they did have. Yeah, I mean, but they very well could have lost, could have, and should have lost that game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Did they for do sure. they do the same thing against the Bears too? Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that was a sloppy, gross game. I'm just, I don't, I don't know. know. I think you gotta prepare for the Bears just because they are a really good defense at the very least. As yeah. for the Giants, like the Giants, even though they have played really good defense this year, they're they're not. They don't have the talent of the Bears. On paper, they're bad. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, but Gavin, are you picking the Giants or the Washington football team? Oh, dude. Like what? Like I, yeah, fuck it. I'm taking the Giants. Fuck Kyle Allen, dude. Fuck him. I hate him so much. I hate <laughs> so much. And even though, even though he burned me against in one game, I don't remember what game it was. Um, were they? Oh, the, the Cowboys. Oh, fuck yeah. He, yeah. Well, I think the Giants are much better than the Cowboys at this at this point in time. So. Yeah, I think I think the Giants legitimately are. I think there's a legitimate case that you can make that the Giants are the best team in the NFC East right now, and they have one win. Ah, uh, maybe. Uh, if the Eagles play like they did against the Cowboys, I, the Eagles are so weird because they've had close games with the Steelers and the Ravens and then beat the Niners, uh, but then uh, have been embarrassing against like every other team. I don't know. It's It's weird. And the Giants should have beaten the Eagles. If Evan Ingram just catches that pass, it's game over. Yeah. And then and then for the Ben DiNucci was beating the Eagles well into that game. Like, yeah. like what the fuck is there's a legitimate case to be made that the one in seven Giants are the best team in the fucking <laughs> NFC East. That's so I fucking bad. hate I fucking hate that that's a fact. Instead of the Giants just like being like, oh, yeah, let's tank the rest of the year because clearly we're not, we don't have a fucking shot. They have a shot to make the playoffs. And it's fucking ridiculous. They're three games back now, two. Uh, what's the Eagles the are three, four, and one, I believe. Three, four, and one. So, yeah, so they're two games behind. It, still not is, out of it. I'll still think the Eagles is like the best team, but I, I think I they have the most upside. I, I will too, but the fact that it's even a conversation is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But we get back to this game real quick. I just think the Giants, I do think the Giants are better than the Washington football team. Five of the seven losses that the Giants have had have been one score games, meaning eight points or less, because, you know, obviously you can get a two point conversion. Five of those losses, I mean, of those five losses, four of them have been of four points or less. Every game, for the most part, has been very, very close for the Giants. And even the games that, like, against the Steelers, most of the game, game, the Giants were in it. It was very close most of the game. Yeah. It's just, in this game especially, I think the game comes down who's going to turn the ball over more, Daniel Jones or Kyle Allen. Because both defenses are pretty good. And the last time that they played, Kyle Allen threw an interception that ended up leading to a New York Giants football, I mean, New York Giants touchdown. And then he also fumbled the ball, which was picked up by Tay Crowder, and he ran it all the way back for a touchdown that gave the Giants a 20 to 13 lead that ultimately won them the game. Dude, who fumbles a prettier ball, man? Kyle Allen or Daniel Jones? Who fumbles a prettier ball? There's no, there's no fucking. <laughs> fuck off. I'm picking the Giants. I'm taking the points. I, I think the Giants' money line would be a really good pick for this week. I do too. Uh, I I I hate that. I think the Giants are gonna win. And uh, let's go, G-Men. By... Dude, what's the fucking over under yeah. in this game? Fucking nineteen. I don't know. I don't want to look at <laughs> Give me the under. Uh, I'm glad. <laughs> I, I am glad that we got this game out of the way. Uh, going on to Denver at Atlanta. Atlanta comes in as four and a half point favorites. Gavin, tell us, tell us why you're. Oh, Connor picked Denver. Him and his Drew Locke. Dude, fuck the Falcons, first of all. I'd like to say that. I like to say that every week. Falcons <laughs> fucking 
They're so I bad. Like you, I feel like you hate the Falcons more than you do the Saints. I do. I literally do. And and I didn't. It didn't used to be that way, but I, I don't know why. Maybe um, I stopped like talking to Saints fans because I don't really know any. Falcons fans are just the worst, and I I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know who I hate more. Recently, it's the Falcons because they fucking suck and it's funny. Like, they shouldn't suck and they do. I can't really talk shit about the Saints because they're, they've are they been good the past few years. But, um, yeah, the, given that, I just like to say the Falcons suck, but I hate Drew Locke even more. And I think Drew Locke is absolutely just a fraud and is terrible. And so... <sighs> Dude, how? Speaking of Denver, how the fuck did did they win last week? They played the Chargers. That's why I know they did. The Chargers blew another seventeen point <laughs> lead. Incredible. Um. Fuck it. I'll take the. I'll take the. The Falcons. I guess. Oh <laughs> my god. I mean, it sucks because not only not, I hate you, Locke. Real internal also, battle. Like, the Broncos. The Broncos just beat the Chargers, and they also. Yeah, they beat the they beat the Patriots too. Like they're capable of winning games, not pretty, not prettily, but yeah, the Patriots are two and five. Yeah, I, I know they are. But the fuck, the Falcons are two and whatever too. Like they're they're terrible too. So yeah, the Falcons are two and six. Denver's three and four, mm. and they're on a two game winning streak. And the but the Falcons are still favorites. They're <laughs> still four and, four and, and a half points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like. Fine. Their offense is just so good. They still got. They, I mean, you saw it last. Like, I know. Last I know. I, Julio they, Jones is just. Julio's healthy <laughs> again, so there, there's Julio. Uh, Calvin Ridley's still up, right? Yeah, Calvin Ridley's foot is fucked up. I don't even know if he's gonna play. Um, Peach Mini, do you have any word on that? Do you know? No, I I'm off on the injuries today. I've been working all day. Dude, yeah, I just I just hate it. I hate I hate the Falcons and I hate you, I'm gonna take the Falcons. I don't really don't like this. I really I hate that you're making me pick this game. So, yeah, Calvin Ridley is uh, questionable. Uh, is unknown whether he's gonna play or not. But yeah, I figured you'd take the Falcons. Peace, what about you? Um, I'm actually gonna take the Broncos. Yuck. Nay. Or whatever noise that they make in their stadium. That's <laughs> the worst fucking horse sound I've ever heard. How do you it see? How do you see the, how do you see the game going, Fishman? Like, do you think that the uh, Falcons like like win, but they just don't cover? Uh, I, I think there's a, the Falcons probably win. I think I think that the the Broncos are gonna exploit their garbage defense. I think Drew Lock's gonna have one of those games where it's like. Is Drew Locke actually good? Question mark, question mark, question mark. No. And when in reality, like, no, he's not. But, like, he's going to have put up the numbers and everything to say, oh, maybe he is. Um, I think Jerry Judy has a good day. I think Falcons have a chance at falconing it. So there's a chance the Broncos win. Um, and, and you can't say that they, they aren't doing anything. I mean, they did win last week. They came back from a 17-point deficit. It was the Chargers, of course. But I, I, don't, I really don't know how the Chargers lost that game. I really don't. They it's because it's, it's, it's like they're, they're trying to lose. That's what it, it feels like. They get ahead and they're like, oh, we can't win this game. If the Falcons played the fucking Chargers, what would the would the universe implode? What the fuck would happen? Who would blow the fourth quarter? That would be the most interesting game, to be I'm honest. Telling you right now, it would be a twenty-one nothing game. The Falcons would be up. The Falcons <laughs> would then would then 
<laughs> gave up, gave up 21 straight points in the second half, and then it would be back and forth, back and forth, 28, 21, 28, 28. Uh, <laughs> then, uh, then it, then like one of them would like go for two or some shit, and then it would be like, then it would be 34 to 28, and then uh, the other team scores a touchdown, and they're like, oh, all we need to do is make the extra point and win, <laughs> and yeah. then they miss the extra point, and then they go to overtime, first four wins, and they would kick oh a field God. goal, make the field goal, then the next <laughs> next team, they don't score a touchdown, but they tie it, they tie it, three points right there, and then the rest of the game, they'll just miss field goals, no touchdowns, and it'll just end up in a fucking tie, because no, no, there's two teams that they got the capacity to win. God it, hates yeah. both of those teams. You're right. Yes. It's it's makes no no fucking sense. But I'll tell you one I'll tell you this. This is one of those games. And I'm I've said I think I said this on last week's episode because I wasn't doing too well uh against the spread. I'll say our I'll say our records real quick because I forgot to do that. I'm 47, 67, and three. Connor is 50, 59, and one. Gavin 59, 55, and three. Best record here. Peter Schmitty, 49-49-2. This is one of those games where I think you just have to go at your gut. This is one of those games you don't use stats. Because when you try and use stats with either one of these teams, the Broncos or the Falcons, the Falcons should very well be one of those teams that goes 11-5, and 10-6 every year because their offense is just that stacked. And the Denver Broncos shouldn't ever win a fucking game because they have fucking Drew Locke as their fucking quarterback with no offensive line. The stats in this game don't matter. I can tell you that Drew Locke has the fifth least amount of air yards per completion. I can tell you that Drew Locke has more interceptions than touchdowns. I could tell you that Drew Locke is 32nd in EPA per play amongst 33 quarterbacks with 144 plays. But for some goddamn reason, this fucking Broncos team keeps finding ways to win against bad teams. And it makes no sense. I could use logic to tell you that the Falcons are going to win. And they probably will. But... The Falcons are going to Falcon, going to get up, and the Broncos and Drew Locke with his fucking stupid-ass dancing self is going to fucking keep the game close, and they're going to lose by, like, two points and still cover. <sighs> fucking Drew Locke. He's so bad. He's so I don't, bad. I don't know, what, I don't know why he annoys. Like, he's, like, he just annoys the crap out of me. And, I, and, I, and like, I hate to, like, I, I hate being one of those people who like just doesn't like somebody, even though like they just don't know. My like, Drew Locke, he very well might be like a good guy. He like he hasn't really done anything to really get this level of hatred from me at points because like he's like honestly like he's not. What about that like, little dance move at the end of the game last week? Oh, so cringy! Like he's just so. <laughs> he's if you're listening, go look up that little Drew Locke little like. I, Shimmy that he did at the end of the end of the game, or please. Just, or him, or him rapping on the sideline last year during one of his games, or or him at Missouri doing his do, doing his stupid fucking. Uh, I don't now this know man has swag, as Chris would oh, say. No, no, like, oh, like, like people hate on like Cam Newton and like other other quarterbacks or players in the league for doing the exact same shit as Drew Locke, and then Drew Locke just gets none, like none of the hatred for whatever reason it is. I, I, I think you and I can both assume why, uh, but he doesn't get any of the hatred. And he also has so much less of the talent that Cam Newton has, or any of the other quarterbacks who have the swag that drew lock actually doesn't have. I, 
I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting way too deep into Drew Lockheed. I need to I need to like learn to just not hate him as much as I do. He's it's this year's Josh Allen. No, he's worse. He's no. so no, much in Chris, worse. In Chris's mind, as much as he hated Josh Allen last year, he hates Drew Lock that much this year. The thing is, I never like hated Josh Allen. Like I've never like he like, definitely I've did ne- not come off that way. He no, hated well, the, that, the, the the people that that championed for Josh Allen as a franchise quarterback, despite a lack of evidence that he could be. Yeah, like I don't think I I never I never disliked Josh Allen the person. I never really disliked him as like a human being. I mean, for some for some reason I do. I I have this weird hatred for for Drew Lock. I need to stop. I need to like take a step back and just realize like like he's probably not a bad guy and I need to stop with my like weird hatred for him. He could be Derek Carr. Der- <sighs> Derek Carr. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's I don't know Drew Lock just I don't know he just gives me the I don't, I don't know he just seems like such a frat boy I don't know maybe that's he why does. I don't, he, does he just like seems that. like such a fucking frat boy and it just gives me the, it gives me the heebie-jeebies he just <laughs> I, I, I I can't I can't, uh, I don't know I don't know man but uh anyway mo- let's let's move on because I've I've been I've been on Drew Lock for way too long for something. But moving on to Josh Allen, actually, and the Buffalo Bills hosting the six and one Seattle Seahawks. The Buffalo Bills are six and two. The uh, the line is the Seahawks are favored by three. And I'll go first. I, I made you two go first the last two games. Uh, Connor picks Seattle. Uh, I am also going to go Seattle. I just don't. I personally don't see how you could not go Seattle. Because I, because Josh Allen and the offense for the Bills, super inconsistent the last f- uh, few weeks. Since week five, Josh Allen is 23rd in composite EPA and completion percentage over expectation in neutral game scripts, and the Buffalo defense is honestly very average. It's been very, uh, it's been very disappointing in terms of how good it's been in recent years. And Josh Allen, since week, week five, 846 yards, 62.79 completion percentage, four touchdowns, four interceptions, 6.56 yards per attempt. They've scored 20 points only once since their week four, 30 to 23 win against the Raiders. Like, they've consistently scored under 20 points. And if you're going to win a game against the Seattle Seahawks, the new age Seattle Seahawks where Russell Wilson is cooking, you're going to have to score points against them, and I just don't really have much confidence in them to be able to do that, considering how they haven't really they haven't played all that well lately. Even against teams like the Jets, like I can't I can't give them that much confidence right now. I'm picking Seattle. You got you got to be saying. Um, honestly, I feel like the spread should be a lot bigger. If you ask me, I feel like the Bills have not been playing well at all. I feel like Seattle is. 100% going to win by more than three points here. I think, honestly, the Bills should have lost last week, except for a classic camp fumble that we saw. Yeah. Good times. Uh, but, yeah, the Patriots should have won that game. Um, and the Bills just have not been – I don't know. Josh Allen's just not doing it. He's not playing at this high level that he started in the first four weeks, like you were saying. He just It doesn't look good. The offense doesn't look electric. It doesn't look like they're moving the ball well. It doesn't. It's not a good offense. Um, and Seattle is still booming, so I don't know how you can't take Seattle with this one. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, like, I'm taking Seattle too. I don't, I don't, I, I think the odds are that what we got the first four weeks 
or five weeks, whatever it was, where Josh Allen looked like an MVP candidate and was actually getting, you know, decent betting odds on the market for MVP. Like the way Josh Allen plays football is it's comical at times and it's very entertaining and it's very volatile and up and down and, and he has a cannon of an arm. He's very mobile and whatever. And I think the odds are that we just kind of got the upswing of that volatility and it just happened to come four weeks in a row. And, you know, the last few weeks have proven that that's not really who he is at a baseline. And we thought that maybe he took some huge step forward. And we all kind of were like apologizing for shitting on him so hard. And maybe we, we shouldn't have shit on him so hard because I think that that play is still possible where I didn't think that it was before that sustained kind of play. I didn't think was really possible. I don't think that he'll sustain it really like consistently and it, it's, you can't really bet on it. And, and so it's probably somewhere in the middle um, of last year and the beginning of this year. But for that reason, like, I think that that style of Josh Allen that we're most likely going to get is going to put them more than more than three points um, under under Seattle because I just I just think that you can't I don't think that Josh Allen can go toe to toe with Russell Wilson even though that Seattle defense is kind of shit. But I think the only argument for like this being three point spread is the fact that like Seattle cannot like stay ahead in the game and somehow they oh, always yeah. let their opponent come back. I think that's, that's absolutely true. Like last week I was like, you know, every, every, every spread in a Seattle game, you can just toss it out the window because they just absolutely play down to their opponent every time. And they never win a normal game. They always just keep their opponent in the game. They can never blow a team out, which is absolutely true. And so maybe, but like even like three points, like I just think that's such a, that's such a low number. Like, I don't see them, if they lose, I don't know if they lose by less than three, right? So I just think the odds are you just take Seattle and hope they win by more than a field goal. So I, I don't know. I, so I'm just, I'm just going to take Russell Wilson. I just think it's the safe bet. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't, I don't see how, I don't know, like it, unless Russell has like a bad game, which I like, he's literally not had one single bad game this entire year, really, except for that Cardinal like, game was, eh, but even I mean, then, it was still, it was still a really good game. He still had three touchdowns. Good still outweighed still well the bad. Over 300 yards. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was like he, he had his three interceptions, but it very well should have only been two. Uh, and it was still a lot, still more than you should be throwing, but no, of course. I mean, uh, being on pace for like 32 interceptions if you're throwing two interceptions a game, <laughs> but you know, it's just you know, shit like that happens. It, but the, th- yeah. the thing is like he still put up the stats to counteract it almost. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so shit happens, you know. But shit uh happens. going into, going into our next game, uh Chicago at Tennessee. Tennessee is six and a half point favorites. This is my least favorite game. Yeah, fuck this game, honestly. Your least game to watch. Your least game favorite game to pick. Both. I think. I think. I think. I think it's both. Honestly, I'm trying to think of a worse game. I'm looking through all the games right now. Uh, one game that I I can see being very boring, depending on how. Uh, actually, that's, okay. 
So there are three games I think that can be really bad. I think it's this one. I think it's uh, I think Miami. Well, the Pittsburgh Arizona. game is gonna be pretty boring too. They're gonna it's run balls in. It's gonna be abysmal. Dude, that's, that's what I was gonna say. Bad. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But in terms of like picking, I think this game is legitimately like my my least favorite game. Nick Foles fucking sucks, dude. Nick Foles absolutely. Can we end the narrative that Nick Foles is some kind of like up and down volatile quarterback and just say that he's bad? Until until I see his playoff outing this year, I won't <laughs> say anything. Dude, he's just bad. Like at least in in the Philly year, when in 2017, he had like two bad games. He had that really really bad game against Oakland, and then the 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 he wasn't great against the Falcons in the divisional round, and then he was really good. He hasn't had a good game this year. Maybe the one game where he came off the bench and and bled the Bears back, like he was okay. But he's been just just consistently just bad. So Connor picks uh, picks Chicago. I I think Tennessee is going to win. Uh, I think this can actually be like a kind of gross game. Uh, I mean the weather is supposed to be fine, so it's not it's not really supposed to be windy at all. I I looked it up. Eight, eight mile per hour winds, so not like horrible considering that we've had games this past week that had like 25 mile per hour wins um i just feel like six and a half points for like giving tennessee and this very well could bite me in the ass i hate this game so much i hate it so goddamn much it's just the fucking bears defense is honestly just they they keep them in every game every week and they just they can't muster up enough points to win. And I mean obviously they have a winning record right now, but when you face good teams like they're starting to play better teams, they play the the Saints and they now they're playing the Tennessee Titans who uh the Tennessee Titans are uh their record uh escapes me. They are five and two. It's just coming off a loss to the Bengals, by the way. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so oh, that's oh, so they might want to come. I don't know. I <laughs> I think Tennessee win. I think Tennessee wins. I genuinely do think they win. I'm gonna say Chicago covers though, especially because this is even though Nick Foles is bad, I don't think he's as bad as he's been showing. I think that offensive line is just so horrendous, and Nick Foles has no athletic ability outside of his passing. But Tennessee has seven sacks on the year for seven weeks, and they are amongst the amongst the least pressure. Uh, they're amongst the uh, least ranking in pressure percentage. I think at twenty five or some ridiculous. I think they're, yeah, really, they're, they're, they're really low. They don't get they don't pressure the quarterback. They're really bad at getting to the quarterback. And if Nick Foles is bad as he is, if he has time, I think he can at least keep them in this game six and a half points is a lot of points and tennessee's defense has just been really bad this year so i'm i'm gonna take chicago i'm gonna set it forget it and hope it hits because i'm not feeling very confident but i'm still gonna pick it yeah i hate i fucking hate this too and i hate that i'm going to pick the bears i hate it i hate it dude. god have a fucking pick a fucking different pick you dick no go, go, go with the tennessee titans no, fuck, no, I am not. I'm not confident enough in the Titans after after they came off a loss to the Bengals. Tannehill is not playing well. Like he, he started off the year very, very good and was and was dealing and was playing very well. Last two weeks, well, it was, it was the Bengals game and then 
he had one on the game. Oh, this, was it the Pittsburgh game where he just yeah, won the Pittsburgh game? He was just not I, good. Pittsburgh game. I think they need to let him cook. I think there's another one of those situations where like they keep like one of these teams keeps fucking like Ryan Tannehill as good as he's been throughout like throughout his tenure with the Tennessee Titans. I don't think anybody looks at him as a guy who is really going to like get you like get you back from behind. But here's it. Well, here's the thing like the Bengals defense, even if you don't let him cook, even if you keep him at a minimal amount of pass attempts. Those pass attempts should at least be good. And last week, he he they weren't like he just didn't play that well. And what I, was well, how much like did they run the ball more than they threw it? I didn't watch any of that game really, but I watched a couple of the highlights and a couple of, like the the sick Joe Burrow throws or whatever. But like, were they just overusing Derrick Henry and they kept running the ball and they didn't get they to a chance do. to throw it? They I know that they do. always do, but like, did they do it yes. even when they? <clears throat> I don't know. The answer to your question is I'll look it up. I'll look look it up. The thing is, okay, I'm I'm willing to give them a pass on the Pittsburgh game because, I mean, the Pittsburgh defense is just hard to play against. They're still pressuring the quarterback at over 50% of the plays, which is, again, historically great. They are on pace to break the record for the most amount of, you know, pressures put on a quarterback throughout an entire season, at least pressure rate. So... I'm willing to throw that out the window, but the Bengals defense is supposed to be such a quarterback friendly defense to play against that even Baker Mayfield had two, two of his only good games this entire season against them. He threw for five touchdowns. Baker did. He threw for 300 and whatever yards only was forced off his second read or first off forced off his first read twice. And then Tennessee comes in here. Tannehill doesn't play that great and they lose. The, the, the Titans are supposed to be like the third, fourth best team in the AFC and you lose to like the worst team in the AFC North. Like I just so don't, they, don't get it. They had 27 rush attempts total outside of Tan. Tan had two rush attempts, but I don't know if those were desi- by design but, or scramble. So I'm just going to keep those out. They had 27 ru- uh, rush attempts by running backs and 30 passing attempts. Wow. Like dead split. Like they don't, they don't let the men cook. And honestly, like I think, uh, I I thought he looked, I didn't think he looked bad against Pittsburgh by any means. I think it's just like it was again one of those situations where they got down early, and yet they're still giving the ball so much to Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry had like, uh, I'm pulling it up right now. I believe Derrick Henry had like 25 rush rush attempts that game, if I'm remembering correctly. The Pittsburgh uh, game was like a dumb amount. I'm pretty sure. He had 20, 20 rushing attempts, uh, and Tannehill again limited right at thirty pass attempts. It's just like one of those situations where, and you know, he Tannehill didn't have like a, like this incredible game, but he had thirty pass attempts, two hundred twenty yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, hundred four point nine passer rating. Obviously, there's it, there's some context being left out of the box score and how he looked. But I didn't think he looked too bad whatsoever. It's just kind of like he looked like garbage in the first half. To be fair, he well he he definitely did. But when you're and he got bailed out from a tipped a tipped ball that ended up going somehow Adam Humphreys caught, and then they went in for a touchdown the next play, which was on like third and fifteen. But anyway, but in a, in a game that you're going into the half, you're down twenty four to seven. 
How is it that your running back still gets 20 carries and your and uh, your uh, starting quarterback doesn't get more than 30 pass attempts? Well, like, I don't understand. Like Ryan Tannehill has been so good for the Titans. How is it that you don't let this man like throw the ball more? Like, I, 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 don't I don't get it. Is Mike get it? Is Mike Vrabel a good coach? I think the the pass attempts show that he's not. I think that is simply. I think he has the potential I, to be a good coach if he can change some of his little. That like the, his idea that that he thinks that Derrick Henry needs to get the ball twenty five times a game, like, Simply, he just doesn't. Like, I I don't mind giving the ball to Derrick Henry, obviously. I like, but it's just you. There's where's this ability to adjust? Where is this? Where is this saying like, oh, my running game is not working. I don't need to give it to fucking Derrick Henry thirty five times a fucking game. How? Why can't? Why can't you just let your honestly stud quarterback pass the ball and get you back into these games or just starting the like let him throw the ball early and often let you guys get a lead i don't know it's just fucking annoying uh peach who are you picking so i i'm kind of going back and forth i think the titans are going to use henry too much which really wants me to pick the bears but honestly i just I can't bear to bear to watch the Bears offense, if if you will. I yeah. I don't. I just it's so it's painful. It's bad. I think Tennessee's gotta have somewhat of a bounce back game here. Like they they lost to the Bengals. Like that that one hurts. Yeah. That one stings. Yeah, they I gotta agree. be motivated here. I think I think maybe they really do let Tannehill throw it a little bit more here. I think I hope they do because I don't think Derrick Henry's gonna have a great day against that uh, Bears line. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to take yeah, the Titans. I, I don't like it, um, but I think they need they need a bounce back game. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, going to what I think is the most disrespectful line in so many ways this week, and I'll elaborate in just a second. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Indianapolis to play the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, both teams being five and two. But I gotta say, the line is a joke, bro. This is stupid. This is very the, the Ravens are favored by one and a half. <clears throat> I don't even think this is only disrespectful to Ravens. I think it's disrespectful to the Steelers, disrespectful to the Chiefs, disrespectful to anybody who's played the Ravens thus far. I mean, it's, honestly, especially the Steelers and Chiefs. I mean, the Ravens were uh, the Ravens were favored in, against the Steelers by three and a half, and Same I believe the, they were. Uh, the Chiefs. It was like three or yeah, three and a half. Chiefs. It's like literally like how is it that this like just because the Ravens lost to the Steelers who are seven and zero and the Super Bowl champion Chiefs who are seven and one, this team is going to get punished by facing the Indianapolis Colts and only be favored by one and a half. They've I, won. The, here are the winning mar- margins for the Ravens this year when they win games: 32, 17. 14, 24, and then one game where they won by two against the Eagles, which is a weird game anyway. But, like, in the in the one game that they – like, two games they look really bad. I mean, the Chiefs, I don't really – I can't really say anything. But even in the Steelers game, they outgained the Steelers 457 yards to 221. You know what I think even, it is? Even though the offense was bad and inconsistent against the Steelers, they still played – Fairly well, where they honestly destroyed the Steelers in yardage. Like that's shows a tough. How, shows how inefficient defense. the run game is, though. They killed, they had an insane amount of run 
run yards and what it do for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think what it is, and I'm going to try to justify it as much as I can, even though it's stupid. I still don't agree with the lie. I'm still going to take Baltimore. I'm just throwing that out there because I think one and a half is a joke, but it's it's a recency bias thing. Like, the Ravens come off of a game where they don't look great. And the thing is, is not only didn't they look great this week, but like even though they've been winning most of their games, they haven't looked like the Ravens of last year. And it's because the running game is not as efficient. Lamar has regressed in terms of touchdown rate and, and passing not, the ball in general. And just, yeah, just throwing the ball in general. He's not as accurate with the football as he was last year. And so that offense is just overall not as efficient. They're still winning games, but they're not doing it as convincingly. And the Colts somehow just come off of a week where they win by, they blow out what was the Lions? They, they win yeah. by like 20. Uh, they score the 42. Like, I think it's more just like both teams, like the Colts had a really good week and the Ravens had a really bad week. And so they both think that like, I don't know. That's, that's why I think the spread is the way it is. I still think it's stupid. I still think the Ravens win this. And if they don't, if the Ravens lose this game, they're, they're in trouble. I mean, there's like, you, you lose against Philip rivers. You yeah. are need to reevaluate something. I think there's next to no chance that they lose this game. If you ask me. I think it's gonna be a fucking blowout. Well, like, I I don't like the, even though Colts defense has played really well, I, I don't know how well they are defending mobile quarterbacks because I don't. Lamar is gonna run for like one twenty out here tomorrow, just or tomorrow Sunday to make a fucking statement because because they're doubting them and they're doubting Lamar and as they should passing wise, but I think he's gonna come out and he's gonna ball out. And I don't think also- the Colts. And are these people forgetting how good the Ravens' defense is? Like they, like in a game that they lost, they only gave up 221 yards to the Steelers. Like yeah. Steelers' Phillip, defense Phillip over Rivers out here going to throw a bunch of picks. Yeah, like not yeah. only are they forgetting how good the Ravens' defense is, but how like inept Philip Rivers can look at times. Like not only does he throw the interceptions, but he also does it just like when he doesn't have to. God knows what he's going to do when he is pressured like the Ravens defense causes quarterbacks to be a pressure. Like Joe Burrow looked like he didn't know what the fuck football was whenever he played against them. Like, I don't know, man. I really don't understand it, but I, I mean, we'll... the, these fucking line makers always know something that we don't. So that's the thing that concerns me. It's kind of like such an easy pick to where it's like, is it really that easy to pick? But I just can't, I cannot see this, this game. Because if you if you pick the Colts, you're literally. I mean, if you, yeah, if you pick the Colts, you're, you're saying they're going to win telling, this game. Yeah, it's one and a half points. You're basically telling me they're going to win this game, unless the Ravens just like win by two or some shit. Like I like it. I and I don't see that happening. If the Ravens win, they're going to win by like 10, 15, Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. But even if not, even if they win by two, like they did against the Eagles, where they won thirty to twenty eight, that still hits this game, and you're not giving the the Ravens more points than that. I, I don't get this line at all. Uh, mo- moving on to the next game. We brought up Detroit, Detroit three and four going into Minnesota two and five. Remember uh, the spread is four and a half. Uh, Connor did not pick Minnesota this week. Uh, Connor actually picked Detroit, which shocked me because uh, Detroit's like one of Connor's like favorite teams to pick. Um, <laughs> I'm in Dallas, man. But remember, Matthew Stafford is on the reserve slash COVID list. He has a chance of playing, but since today is Friday and we're not going to be able to go back and change our picks because 
we'll record this, put it out there. They also it's... had a staff member test positive today. Yeah. I'd say chances so, are that he plays because he doesn't I do have it. Plays. I he doesn't have it though. It was like a, it was a close contact yeah. deal. Yeah. And I think that they're gonna get him to play. And so uh, that's how I'm going to bet this game. I'm not going to bet with fucking what's his face blow or whatever the fuck his name is playing. <laughs> <laughs> David so, blow blow. Yeah, whatever. Um, so it's kind of, it's kind of crazy though, that Minnesota's favorite in the game. Uh, I guess they did by just be four and a half by four and a half. Yeah. Not, not even a slim margin. Like they did just beat the Packers, which I don't, Obviously, none definitely of definitely feel like there's some recency bias in all of these picks. Oh, I well, of course. I mean, but also like the fact that the Vikings were even capable of beating the Packers is bonkers. And I get that it's a it's a divisional game, but so is this. And so I think Galladay though he's he's out. He has a hip thing or something. Yep. Yeah. So rip my fantasy. Yeah, I have Marvin Jones in our league, though. Luckily. Yeah, you played me this week, too, Gavin. I do, I do, I do. Uh, so, um, I picked Detroit last week, and boy, did I get fucked over, but... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I picked Andy. <laughs> I, not only did I pick Detroit, but I also picked the Packers, I think, like the rest of us. And, uh, yeah. boy, that was rough. So, Fucking Connor, bro. Fucking, it's four and a half. I'm gonna pick Detroit, just only for the points. I don't, I don't trust Stafford. I think Stafford's kind of sucking. I, I do the Lions. When do the Lions start thinking about moving on? Honestly, um, I, I don't think they do. And how not, old not is that, Stafford? Thirty something. I mean, I don't, I don't think they do. So I think they're, they're I think they're gonna be. I mean, it is a heavy quarterback class this year in the draft, so maybe, but I, I doubt it honestly. I think they've so, I think they've such an allegiance to him that I don't, I don't think they even think about it, because, because every year, like he has a different excuse, like he legitimately like has like a different excuse every year, which is crazy to think, because he just, he's like the only quarterback who like keeps getting these excuses, and then they're actually somewhat like they, they actually somewhat stick. Like last year, he played incredibly for eight games, and like he he broke his back. The year before, he was apparently playing with a fracture in his back, and then every other year, it was just like kind of like you know just just weird shit. I mean, I don't know, like weird shit happens to Matthew Stafford. I feel like. I don't know if I've ever really heard like the question of is it time to move on from Matthew Stafford though. Like I don't anywhere in the media never has I, have I heard that story no. like. Oh, is is the math Matthew Stafford era over? Even when they suck over and over and over, like two years ago, I guess he had. You said he has had his fracture back, but what they had like four wins, I think, in in eighteen, some crap like that. Yeah, that's why. That's why I'm asking now. Like, wh- how long do we just keep getting this kind of play out of Matt Stafford, where it's like not bad, but not good enough to do anything? Like last year, he played well in his limited sample size before he got injured. And everyone thought, well, maybe this could be what you get out of Matt Stafford now. And it's like, well, no, that was far and away from anything we've ever seen from him before. And now he's kind of back, and if not worse than what he's been. And so, what well, if you're if you're Matt Patricia, a coach that really doesn't have that long of a lifespan left, if you keep sucking ass, like, what do you get him off oh, the he, fucking he's, team? He's bro. gone. He's gone. He's gone. Matt Patricia's okay. gone. So if you're the GM, I don't know who the fuck the GM is of the Lions. Bob Quinn. Okay, what do you do as Bob Quinn? First of all, Bob Quinn deserves to get fired. 
Okay. Wow, Quinn's a fucking joke. The whole right. fucking Lions organization itself. Like, I, I feel so bad for Lion fans. Yeah. Well, duh. I mean, yeah, they've never made a fucking Super Bowl. I mean, they, yeah. That. I'm just saying, like, how much longer do you roll with Matt Stafford? I mean, me, I would have blown this shit up a long time ago. But that's just me. Like I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the essence that if, if this, if this quarterback, you know, like you have hesitations on whether or not this quarterback is a lead or not, and the team isn't good enough to win with him to propel him to elevate his play to being close to the lead, then it's time to just blow the situation up. Like Jared Goff a few years ago, like even though Jared Goff isn't a lead, he's not necessarily a good quarterback at all. The team around him was so fucking good, it elevated his play to be good enough to go to a Super Bowl. The Lions aren't that team, so what's the point of having a average to above average quarterback in Matthew Stafford if it doesn't lead anywhere? I would have already blown it up. I would, I, you, that, would you have looked to someone other than Jeff Okuda in the draft? Um... Uh, based on how well Matthew Stafford played last year, no. That's fair. That, that, it was really shitty timing that he played so well and then got injured to not really prove yeah. that he wasn't actually that kind of quarterback. Yeah, that was kind of shitty timing. But Yeah, if, if it was literally like twenty, like 2018 going into 2019, like that, that's a different story. Like I, I would have I thought about that, absolutely. But uh, Pete Schmitty, are you picking Detroit? Or are you picking Minnesota? I don't know. Um, I didn't pick Detroit last week. It worked out for me. <laughs> I'm gonna take the Vikings. I just gotta. I think the. I don't know. I don't think there's much to go off of why I'm picking it. I just just a feeling. That's fair. I mean, they played well last week, and yeah, Kirk Jefferson and 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 fucking Thielen. I mean, it's and Cook. Jesus Christ. If you had him in fantasy. <laughs> He's going Vikings. Not so. We're going with Vikings. I'm doing the fucking skull. <laughs> uh, I haven't picked the Vikings very many times this year. I think they're a joke. Their defense is a joke. I think uh, the coaching staff is way. It's just one of those old school sta- uh, coaching staffs so that's either going to get you to like a divisional round or they're going to lead you to like seven to nine. I think the Minnesota Vikings are about to go on a mini run, by the way. I think this team a Minneapolis like, run, a uh, Minnesota uh, run. Uh, 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 I actually like that one, uh, but I know <laughs> I, I think they're going to go on a mini run because I think this offense is just really really good. Uh, I just I there's no way to go, I don't think there's any way they go to the playoffs unless uh, they go on like a they really ball big run. out here. Yeah. yeah, but I think they're going to go on a mini run to where maybe they fix they finish like six and ten, seven and nine. Uh, just enough to dude, change Kirk. nothing on the offense, but anything with and Kirk, just, yeah, yeah, and just worsen their draft pick. But exactly. I think that's what's about to happen. I think Minnesota's going to win this one. Uh, Matthew Stafford's not—I mean, he hasn't practiced all week. Uh, he hasn't no Galladay, no Galladay. He hasn't been able to establish a connection with whoever that third wide receiver is going to be. And you know, they have Amendola, they have Marvin Jones. Can uh, I can I can I change my pick <laughs> to the fucking Vikings? <laughs> Uh, why? Beca- because because so convincing. Well, no, just yeah, because I didn't really think Stafford really hasn't practiced, and without Galladay, they sucked ass. And I kind of forgot about that, and I kind of forgot that Galladay's not playing, even though we did mention it. And 
All right, I changed it. All right, all right. <laughs> Go, just, going into <laughs> yeah, just well, yeah. yeah. Even though going I don't into, this game. Going into the next game, the Carolina Panthers three and five traveling to Kansas City to play the seven and one Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are uh, their spread is their ten and a half point favorites. Um, I don't I don't like this game. I think the points it's a, it's a lot of points. Uh, and Carolina's offense has been up and down. I want to take uh, the Panthers, but here's why I'm not going to. I oh. think they're going to give the ball to CMC too much in his his game back, and I think receiving wise, their best threat is on the outside. And the Chiefs in the last two years have been very good against outside receivers. I don't think yeah. Robbie Anderson has a really good day. I don't think they're able to move the ball more than five, ten yards at a time, little bits. And I, I think they give the ball to McCaffrey way too much. And by the time they actually just try to start throwing it, Chiefs are already up 14, 17 points. All right. Here is what I'm going to say. I think the Chiefs win this pretty convincingly. There's never going to be a time where you think the Panthers are in the game. You never think they're going to be – there's a possibility they're going to win the game. CMC is coming back. I'm going to put my faith in Joe Brady to have learned a lesson and thought, hmm, maybe running this offense through one player, specifically a running back, it's maybe not a good idea considering the production you got out of Mike Davis. I don't understand or I will not be able to understand if you see the production that you got from Mike Davis through fewer touches and how much more efficient this offense was leading to three or only three wins without CMC on the field and then immediately revert back to the bullshit that you ran all last year and the first few games this year. If Joe Brady is as good of a coordinator as we all think he is and a future head coach candidate, then I don't understand how that happens. So given all that, I think that Teddy Bridgewater is okay enough to keep this within 10 points even if there's never really a shot that the Panthers are going to win this game um, I think the offense can keep it close enough um, I'm not going to sleep well at night over this I mean I think Mahomes against our secondary is going to be painful but I really just I'm just going to take the Panthers Just I'm going to stop talking before I talk myself out of it <laughs> I'm I'm thinking of Chiefs. I uh for one reason, one reason only. Um, the Pan- I, I guess two reasons. I guess Carolina Panthers, their defense bad. Um, yes, the, and I agree. Chiefs, they're they're just so good. I don't feel comfortable when I pick against them. They're so goddamn good, and they cover wild spreads like last week against the Jets, which I know it's against the Jets. But like they just when when they play up to their potential, they like there's not a there's not a spread that they can't cover. And I are they going I, to? That's the thing. Like they they no. I understand. I understand that. It's just I would feel like such an asshole picking against them. Like oh, if I the Chiefs do. go I, out I would do. and they and say the Chiefs go out and they win thirty five to ten. Like we all know that they can. I'm gonna feel like such an asshole. I personally think, and maybe it's just because I'm a homer. So far, the Panthers have played well enough to, for me, to view them as unblowoutable. Now, that's going to bite me right up the fucking ass crack this week whenever we get blown out 42 to 8 or whatever. But uh, I just, 
I don't know. We haven't had a game where we just like haven't been in the game at all the entire game, right? So far, we've either yeah, won yeah, or but... been very close. I know we have not played the Chiefs yet. I understand that. Yeah, but well, we get close to the Bucks, which and the Saints, and so I, I don't know. Again. To be fair, they, they there's an eight and a half point spread against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers earlier this year that they lost. Sure, and, th- and the last is... second though, wasn't it? It Didn't was for the last run for like a big touchdown run at the end of the game. It was, it was, but uh, I mean, Tampa Bay, for as good as they've been, they have not really let Tom Brady cook. Uh, they they're one they've one of the highest run percentages on first and second down, uh, and. I mean, that's not the Chiefs. So the Chiefs are going to be aggressive. They always are aggressive. Uh, and I don't think the Chiefs are going to, unless they just play down their competition, which they have a tendency of doing uh, since they're really not really, they don't really give shit right now. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I, 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 I think since your point, since they woke, quote, woke up from the sleepwalking after the Raiders loss, I don't think yeah. that they've had any, like, the, not... Broncos, the Broncos game, like, they didn't have to because their defense played well enough. But Pat Mahomes didn't have, like, a crazy game against the Broncos. And, like, there's only or... been two games where Mahomes has, like, just gone nuclear, and that was against Baltimore and then the, the Jets. Jets. Yeah. Yeah. He, well, he's... In, the, in the Denver game, they had the pick six, and then the special teams, the defense scored on a kick return or yeah. a punt return or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, all they, of a sudden, it was like, they, okay, we don't even need to do anything. Exactly. You yeah. Have... They. And, and again, so I'm going to completely acknowledge that this is absolutely just probably if I wasn't a Panthers fan, I wouldn't be picking this game. And if the spread was any less, I wouldn't either. But I don't know. I just maybe being a little hopeful. I hope the Panthers lose. Honestly, I mean, there's no reason for us to win any games at this point, but I don't know. Uh, going from Mahomes to another uh, stellar quarterback, Houston Texans face future Pro Bowler Jake Luton. Yeah, what what is, Jack, Jack, what is this Jack line? Mars. Considering the line, well, I think it's just a safe line. I think it's like one of those. I think it's one of those games where you're just like, all right, the Houston Texans have been really bad. They're one and six. Jaguars are one and six. Um, and I don't think they've really earned the have... right to be up more than a score. Exactly. exactly. Well, what was the score and, with the last time they played the Jaguars? Uh, what was the line or like the score? Score. Um, let me, let me check, uh, while I check, you talk about it. Okay. Because like, I remember Deshaun had a good game. I don't remember what the final score was. I know, I'm pretty sure they covered, but like you, and that was with Gardner, right? I don't even know who the fuck yeah. this, this dude is like Jake Luton, who the fuck that is. At least we're not getting Mike Glennon because the world knows we don't need Mike Glennon, but I'm never gonna. I'm not, why would why why would I take Luton? It was thirty to sixteen. I mean thirty okay. to fourteen. Sorry. So they blew out a, a Minshew led Jaguars. Why the fuck would the spread get smaller? And and you take out Minshew maybe because it's a divisional game, but that's just I'm not. No, I'm not gonna bank on that. I don't even. Know who the I, fuck I think it's. Is. I mean, you also gotta take into account that uh, Minshew's. He's had like fractures in his right thumb, his throwing thumb, uh, for like on his right hand, I should say his throwing hand. Uh, and it's he's had it for the last few games, and that could have very well been during the Texans game as well. Maybe, but I still uh, think the Texans are better he, than no, I agree. I just think it's taking the safe side since none of us have seen Jake Luton play. Like, no, none of us 
We've never seen him. That didn't mean anything, though. We didn't see who? Ben DiNucci. I mean, we did. We saw. We kind of saw him in the uh, Washington football team game. Right. He, he got had like half of his dropbacks. I mean, like I don't know. The but fact- I mean, that's the thing. You're you're a quarterback. Like if pressures if pressures are a quarterback stat, and they are on half of his stat, uh, half of his snaps, he took sacks. So right. I, like Luton, Luton, we haven't seen anything. We've seen what, nothing. What 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 like what pick was he? What what college did he come from? Was he good? He came from. He was an Oregon State uh, Beaver. He is. Uh, I mean, he had twenty seven hundred fourteen yards in his uh, last year. Seven point four yards per attempt. Twenty eight touchdowns against only three interceptions. Uh, Sixty two completion percentage. So. Uh, the one thing that it looks like, obviously, we I, I personally can't tell you if there's any sort of context that's being left out of the box score numbers. Uh, did he deserve more than three interceptions? Was he like really uh, turnover worthy throw uh, lucky? Uh, like, did, did he have a lot of dropped interceptions? I have no idea. But o- from what it looks like, based on his box score stats, it seems like he was very good at not turning the ball over. He just seems like a safe quarterback. Yeah, those yards are really low. Though. They are, but I mean that he didn't seven point four yards per attempt. That's that's a fine number. He just didn't really get many pass attempts. Yeah, I guess I like we're talking about this game too worried. much of all games. Yeah, yeah, I know we definitely are. We definitely are. I I'm just saying like the line. I understand the line. Like a I one the line, but I why like. What reason would you have other than being a Jaguars fan, or do you just really hate the Texans? Like, why would you pick the Jaguars in this game? I don't know. I'm picking the Houston Texans. Yeah, I, I'm not looking back. I'm not worried about it. Um, if Jay, if Jake Luton beats me this game uh, with the line, then good for Jake Luton. I can't be <laughs> exactly. mad about it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you, you can't. You can't be mad if you lose this game because we we literally have no idea who this fucking guy is. Yeah. Uh. But uh, Connor picked Houston too. You're picking Houston. Pishmini, you picking Houston? Yeah, until uh, Minshew Magic returns to Jacksonville, I will be taking again playing taking the against any team against them. Unless Luton <laughs> lights it the fuck up this, this week. Yeah, right. Lucky uh, going to the next going into the next game. The Las Vegas Raiders travel into the Los Angeles Chargers. The uh, Chargers are one and a half point favorites. Uh, Connor picked the Raiders, and this game's really interesting. I think this is a really, really this is gonna be a really fun game to watch, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, what? How do you, how do you guys see this game going? Well, I agree. I don't. I don't think that the Chargers. God, dude, I said this about the Falcons at one point too. I don't think the Chargers <laughs> can keep charging. I don't think they can keep blowing seventeen point leads. And like, I think that Herbert is playing well enough this season. However much I don't think that it'll, you know, he'll be able to sustain it. I think he's playing well enough this year, and I think it'll probably continue for the foreseeable future. Um, like, I believe they are better than their record, and I think that Justin Herbert has played better than how many games they've lost, and how many games they've blown. I do like the Raiders. I think they're good. Their defense is really bad, though, and. So, I don't know. I, I just this is one of those games you just kind of have to have a feeling about, and I just I just like the Chargers, so I'm just gonna take them. Peach Mitty, what about you? Yeah, it's tough. Um, ah, uh, like I could it could easily go both ways. Is it one? It's a division game. It's like it's gonna be. 
I think it's going to be low scoring, actually. I don't think it's going to be a very high scoring game. Um, I think... Hmm, I'll take the Chargers. I don't think Derek Carr will play aggressive enough. I think they'll run the ball too much. I think Herbert's yeets downfield to gut and continue. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll take the yeah. Chargers. Yeah, that, that connection's been really solid, and it's been kind of shocking how fucking solid he's looked throwing to undrafted free agents. It's almost like it's almost like good quarterbacks make shit happen, Daniel Jones. Um, um, moving on from that comment and making myself sadder than I already am, I'm going to go to Raiders. Um, you guys are going to Chargers. Connor and I are going to go Raiders. Uh, Connor and I on the same team here. I just think, you know, like I, I get that like Justin Herbert's played really, really well so far. I feel like at some point he has to hit some sort of wall a little bit. And not that the Raiders defense is anything great. It's just kind of odd to me that he's getting favored in a game against like a winning team. Like the Raiders are four and three thus far. They played really, really well thus far this season. And the Chiefs might not the Chiefs, the Chargers might be without Joey Bosa this this uh, game. And you saw last week where once Joey Bosa left with a concussion, they had no pressure on a quarterback. And Derek Carr, even though he's not like a great quarterback, I think he's good enough to behind a pretty good offensive line to deliver the ball quickly, effect efficiently against a a defense that's really going to be missing Joey Bosa and has really missed all of its other weapons in Chris Harris and Derwin James, etc. So I'm picking the Las Vegas Raiders. Moving on to Miami Dolphins going to Arizona. Arizona's three and a half point favorites. Connor is picking Miami. Uh, that's weird. The only, the only thing that I have to say about this game is I can 100% see the Miami Dolphins winning. In fact, I, I I feel like I want to pick them. I just can't. Like, how can you pick? Like, how this is a quarterback league, and and I know Tua, Tua just didn't show enough last week. We know to, nothing to put faith in him. Yeah, yeah. A whole game played by Tua, and we know nothing. We we literally know nothing. And the Arizona Cardinals have been very good. Yeah, it's the year. number one offense in the league right now. Which crazy which is fucking crazy so it's just like you're giving you're only giving the cardinals three and a half points and i understand miami's defense played extremely well but it was against jared goff and like i mean he's a fucking statue in the pocket he can't move for shit and now you're going against a quarterback who is on pace to rush for like a thousand yards this year who's going to be able to escape and not worry about your zero blitzes Brian Flores. I mean, like literally, like I, I don't know. This is a, this is like a tough game, but it's also like not a tough game in my opinion. I'm picking the Arizona Cardinals. I think Kyler Murray is good enough to beat Tua. Well, and that's the thing is like, it's almost kind of the same thing as the whole like Jags game, kind of because even though Tua was a much better prospect, prospect in compared to Tua, Luton or whatever the fuck his name is, like I. Just the first game that we saw him play was abysmal. And although he didn't have to play well because Goff played worse and yeah. the, the Dolphins defense just kind of shat all over Goff and Goff had four turnovers and yada, yada Tua still like, even when you have that kind of game from your defense, that doesn't mean it's okay for you to throw 93 yards. Like that's, 
that's still that's hashtag not good. And so until I can see some kind of consistent either good or bad play from Tua, I, I'm not I can't assume what kind of quarterback he is, and therefore I'm I'm really surprised how small this 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 margin is. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Cardinals and I'm not I don't think the Dolphins defense is that good. I don't know. I don't know what happened last week. I'm not even sure that the Dolphins are a better team than the Rams. I just I just think last week was weird. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick the Cardinals. I'm not really going to think too hard about it either. Peace, Mitty. Yeah, give me the Cardinals. Unless the only chance I think Miami has here is if uh, Kyler kind of falls back into throwing a bunch of picks and not being smart with the ball. But hopefully those days are past him. Yeah, he's looked good as of late. And uh, but moving into, I'm gonna let you take take the reins here, Pishmini. The seven and zero Steelers go in to face the Dallas Cowboys in one of probably one of the games of the year that was supposed to be when making the schedule, and now it is a it is a fucking shit show. So. For the the Steelers, you know who's starting are, on Sunday for the Cowboys? Cooper fucking Cooper rush. Actually, well, it's Garrett Gilbert. So they. Oh, that's right, right. AAF MVP. That's right. That's right. I think I thought they were going to have like a competition this they week. They were. They decided on Gilbert. They that's, went on Gilbert. So Gilbert, yes. Gilbert was going to be the AAF MVP if it wasn't that the league wasn't like absolved halfway through the season. <laughs> um, Gilbert was an NFL quarterback previously. Was actually on the Carolina Panthers at one point. Uh, and you know, yeah, yeah, Cam Newton, Garrett Gilbert, two MVPs right there. Hell, <laughs> what a duo, yes, dude! And then Cooper Rush, I think a couple seasons ago, had like some kind of really great preseason outing and was, you know, touted as I don't know the the preseason MVP. And uh, so I don't know. I I, I had heard they were going to be in a competition, but if they announced it, it's Gilbert. That's that's funny. It'll be interesting to see him play, but it can't be worse than Ben fucking Danucci. So. So um, the Pittsburgh I, Steelers I just, are 14 and a half point favorites. That it's quite the spread. It's almost, it's almost enticing to take them the way Pittsburgh plays. They play down to their competitions. So I wouldn't, much. I wouldn't hate anyone for taking the Cowboys here. Even Connor, but dude, the Cowboys defense. I know all, all I can, my thing is like, just, I'm just thinking about the pass rush against Garrett Gilbert, or if they end up yeah, switching in, throwing Garrett a rush Gilbert up there. Ever played well in the AAF. And like when he was in the NFL, he was abysmal. And, and like, even in the, in the preseason showings that he had of the Panthers, he was terrible. And like, I, you did well in the AAF. Good for you. Now you're going against the best defense in the entire fucking league. We're the one that's going to make your life a living hell. Like, I just don't know. I don't. I don't see. Like, yeah, this 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 spread is stupid. But like, even the Eagles almost cover this fucking spread. And against Ben DiNucci, I'm not sure that Garrett Gilbert's going to play a whole lot better. So, uh, yeah, I I'm going to take the Steelers. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Peace Smitty. I was just no, no, you're good. I agree. I I think it's just going to be you know there's going to be a broken coverage somewhere in the beginning of the game, and Ben gets a deep ball in. Maybe another throw or two when they get in the red zone. But other than that, I think they're going to run the ball all day. I don't think Dallas is going to be able to do much about it. And I don't think Gilbert is going to have any success against moving, maneuvering the pocket. And I think the Steelers' D-line grabs like five or six sacks this game, which I'm pretty excited about. Hopefully a couple turnovers. Uh, I think it would be hard not to get a couple turnovers. Chris is going to pick the Cowboys. Like, <laughs> I can just now, again, I really I don't blame you because – I'm as a Steelers fan, 
I'm worried that, you know, somehow the Steelers are going to be going into this game with like a, oh, we, we're going to win this game anyway mentality, and they're going to play really low down to their their opponent, as you know, they always do. And I'm just worried that, you know, they become the laughing stock of the NFL if they blow this one against the Cowboys after going 7-0. and Dude, Chris is going to pick the fucking Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, just do it. Say it. I've just been so bad. <laughs> <laughs> It just seems like such an easy pick. It should be the Steelers. It really should. It's, Chris, uh... the thing is, if you would have just looked at your gut and then gone with the opposite, you would have had a great fucking record this year. It's actually amazing. What you got, Chris? Let's hear it. See, like, it's like, it's like, I, I, I want to say, I, I really, really, really like my, my. See, the thing is, my gut is telling me the Steelers. And why like, are you gonna go against it? Because the thing is, like, like my mind is just like, dude, that's fourteen and a half points. Like, it's fourteen and a half points. Like, I know, like, my mind should be saying, like, the Steelers are going to dominate because I mean, they probably are. It's just like it's fourteen and a half points, and just, when you get spreads like that, dude, that's especially just... to a team that has shown very often that they play down to their opponent. The Cowboys without Dak Prescott. But the Cowboys are, are just so are, bad. They are no, the they're not even no one even tries it looks like. Like literally on the field last the other day, it just didn't look like they were trying. It didn't look like they had any life in them. They weren't motivated to play. No, like yeah, I'm I'm gonna go I'm I'm gonna go Steelers and I Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. for you guys. I think that's just I, you couldn't you wouldn't be able to sleep at night if you let <laughs> Steelers okay. drop it's like a thirty to three game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just, I, I hate. I was wrong. I was wrong. I hated making that pick more than I hated the the Chicago Bears pick. <laughs> I, I, I thought the Chicago Bears pick was gonna be my most hated pick. That that sucks because because I I just I I I haven't gotten that rush of anxiety on this show this entire year and just like I hated that. I hated that. Uh, moving on, the New Orleans Saints traveling to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is four and a half point favorites. Antonio Brown's playing this week. You know who Don't else know is playing this week? Who? Michael Thomas. I was going to say him, but I was just, is it like official? Like he's playing or is he just still questionable? I mean, he, he's still questionable, but he's going to play. Him and Emmanuel Sanders are back. I'm pretty sure. So this is going to be a game. I'm very excited about it. Uh, man, it's just Godwin's apparently going to play, even with his broken finger. Mike Evans is going to play. Antonio Brown is going to play. Man, our receiving core is so stacked. And if if Bruce Arians does not let Tom Cook, I don't know what to say about Bruce Arians as a coach if if he doesn't let Tom Cook for cuz Tom Tom legitimately if this wasn't a year where Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers weren't playing out of their fucking mind Tom Brady would be the clear cut MVP in my opinion like clear cut he's been incredible it's just you know i'm personally four and a half points is a lot um Connor's going Tampa Bay. I want to go Tampa Bay. I'm going to go Tampa Bay. Yeah, I I am too. I think that this is the game 
So they lost the first the first week against the Saints by yep. by ten, I think, or something like that. It was close to that. I don't remember the final yeah. score, but it it was. So they they lost that game, and that wasn't. I'm I'm not. I don't really put too much stock in that game because the Bucking that was obviously their first game playing, and it was just the early games in the NFL really just you don't they don't really matter a whole lot I and mean, they give you a general idea of what a team is but anyway this is the second time they're meeting the bucks need to prove that they are one of the best teams in the nfc if not the best team in the nfc that is very hard to do when you have the packers and the seahawks um in the same conference but i think this is the game to do it you have to make a statement in this game and I think the way to do that is to beat the Saints convincingly. And I think they try their absolute hardest to do that. They get Antonio Brown. I, I'm gonna pick the I'm gonna pick the Bucks. Peach Mitty. I I really, really want to pick the Bucks. I think I think that offense is gonna be electric on Sunday night prime time. I think Tom Brady's gonna light it up. But from the last couple of games. I just feel like I know that they've been down their receivers and they've been banged up, but somehow like they're, they're letting these other teams kind of stay in the game. You know, I think they should have beaten the bears pretty bad a couple weeks ago. I think the bears suck. I I'm on the fence that the bears are not good. I can't, I can't watch them. Um, I think that they almost lost against the giants. I know that like you were saying, they were probably preparing for the next game. I don't know. The defense just didn't look all that great as they've been for the rest of the year. Letting yeah. these average receivers kind of burn them. But, and I think the fact that it's a divisional game and it's Drew Brees and they're getting Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders back. I think this offense on the Saints is going to be a little bit, have a little bit more life. Um, I know I, I do not personally like Michael Thomas, but I think getting the ball in his hands is a good thing. And I think it will, show to do that again on Sunday. So I think I'm going to take the Bucks to win, but I'm going to take the Saints to cover. See, uh, and I just looked it up because uh, I heard about really bad weather ha- apparently happening. And uh, so there's 60% chance of precipitation, 83% humidity, uh, and 20 mile per hour winds in Tampa Bay. I mean, we saw it a little bit against the Bears this past week, really windy game. Drew Brees outdoors especially with wind, is not fun to see. Uh, and I know people shit on Tom Brady's arm all the time, but I'm, I mean, Tom Brady has the most deep passing yards this year. He shows that his arm is still very lively, especially after this weather report. I feel a lot more confident picking the Bucks, especially because last week, I mean, Breeze and that offense looked, I mean, of course it was against a Bears defense. Tampa Bay's defense isn't, no slouch either. They're one of the best defenses in the NFL. I'm taking the bucks. I'm taking the bucks. I know I already said that, but I just need to feel more. I want to say it more confidently. Uh, going into our next game, the last game, the Monday night game, uh, the New York Jets host the New England Patriots. The Patriots are seven and a half point favorites. Connor picked the Jets. What about you guys? I mean, I kind of, I kind of went back and forth on this a little bit for a couple seconds. Because I think the cam has been playing bad enough to where you could justify the the, the Jets covering. Um, I think I've exceeded my allotted one time of picking the Jets to cover a game this year, <laughs> and it actually hit 
And so I'm just going to take gonna, that. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to leave with my, my winnings there. And uh, I don't think I can do that again. I think that this is still a Belichick led team. And I think Cam is capable of playing at a higher level than he is, even though they don't have any weapons. I just think that the, I don't think the Belichick could, could stomach losing or winning, sorry, by less than seven and a half. I don't know. My gut tells me to pick the Patriots. I think that they've been playing so bad. They're on like a pretty decent losing streak at the moment and uh, an ugly one too. So I think this is kind of a, if you're going to have a bounce back week, it's going to be against the Jets. And if they win by 10, no one's going to be surprised. So yeah, I'm going to take the Patriots. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not going to take the Jets. I think Cam ends up looking good this game, has a good couple of runs, ends up actually throwing the ball decently accurate against, you know, zero coverage on the Jets. Um, I think after this week, you'll start to say like, oh, Patriots still have a shot for it, blah, blah, blah. Maybe they're, they're not out of it, especially after the Bills lose to the Seahawks on Sunday. So, I know the Patriots are devoid of talent or weapons. They're 27th in dropback EPA. Cam does have eight total touchdowns against seven interceptions, three fumbles, and Julian Edelman is on IR. They are still facing the Jets. The Jets have actually kind of played their teams kind of tough the last two weeks. As tough as you can play the Chiefs, they played them pretty tough for a little while. And they played the Bills extremely tough through the entire game. They they were winning most of that game. I think the Jets might win. I wouldn't be surprised. I think the did. Jets might fucking win. I think this is I'm, your inner giant think, coming out. I think I'm manifesting this. I think I'm trying to manifest this because you I want the Giants to get the so number one pick. Shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. Okay? Here's the thing. Denzel Mims is playing. You we last I mean, I Denzel Mims is back. It, it last week was his first week. He had his first two targets in the game. He had 42 yards off of his first yeah, two targets good. and then they went they went away from him. Snap counts went down. You know, they they're trying to implement him in slowly. Now he's he's going to be getting more and more snaps. Maybe a actual weapon in that offense will help Sam Darnold. I don't know. You hear Wait, anything this, about Crowder? I have not heard anything about Crowder. But that's uh, that's a good point. He didn't. Uh, I don't think he practiced yesterday, but I don't know about today. Uh, I am checking to see if what his status is for the game. He is questionable. Uh, but e- even even so, even so, this Patriots team is nothing like it was. I know Bill Belichick is in, like he's arguably the greatest coach of all time, probably the greatest coach of all time, but. He has nothing. Stephon Gilmore is probably out. Uh, the defense, we've talked about these COVID opt-outs all fucking season long. And the Jets just, like, if it's not now, it's never. If it's not now, it's never. They're not going to win a game this year if they don't win this game. They have to win this fucking game. They have to do it for me. They need to do it for the Jets faithful everywhere. J-E-T-S, baby. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. I think Chris has picked the Jets to cover just as many times as he's picked against them this year. <laughs> uh, no, I've picked them three times. I've, I've been. Uh, that, that's I've, still I've, a lot for the Jets, bro. It is still the a lot. Jets. It, is, it is definitely still a lot. It's definitely. It's just 
it's, they've been getting these crazy spreads. And the thing is, this one, where the Jets have actually been playing their... T- like, I'll give you it. The first two times I did it, they weren't playing anybody tough. Like, they just they just did, weren't. They stunk. They're playing their competition tough. Like, they threw, like, I think it was, like, a quarter or, like, uh, or like a half. I think it was, like, 14 to 9 last and week. And they had a couple teams. plays that, they had a couple plays that, like, they had just missed that could have gone big or something big could have happened. Like, they, they, they're definitely playing to win. Like, they're playing. They I, mean, like, I, I would argue the Cowboys aren't. And, and those were against the Bills and the Chiefs, two of the best teams in the conference. Like, I... I'm telling you, I think there's a real shot that the Jets beat the Patriots this weekend. And I'm just like, I, I don't know. I'm getting goosebumps over it. Uh, just thinking that the Giants could lose and then the Jets could win. I watched the, the Jets are going to win I, and the Giants are going to win too. And the Giants are going to win. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, those are literally my picks. Uh, I'm picking the Giants to win. I think they'll win money line. And the Jets, the Jets very well might win. I think the Jets might win. And... I don't know. I mean, Connor picked the Jets. He ruined my moment. I was really excited to be like have like a lone wolf this week, and he fucked me over on that one. Uh, but either way, I I legitimately feel like the Jets have a shot. Man, are you still trying to manifest these, these Jets wins when you literally saw the tweet that said that Daniel Jones is sticking around in 2021 regardless? Of <laughs> it well, if the Gi- if the Giants, do you the want the Giants to be pick, the team to pass up Lawrence? Do you want to be won't. that team? They won't. They won't. They wouldn't be able to. They they would they would pass on Justin Fields. Fields. Yeah. I have no I have no doubt about that. They would not pass on Trevor Lawrence because you can't pass on him. And if they if they do, then like they, you know, they, I would say there's a two percent chance that they would pass on Trevor Lawrence, and that's still way too high. But. Either way, that's our show. Thank you for listening. Uh, root for them, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, we're, we're, we're on the fucking jet wagon. I'm, we. Fucking, I'm fucking pumped. Oh, I am. I mean, <laughs> I am. Uh, Gavin, you got your fun fact? Oh, yeah. Um, out. So you guys are you guys have seen the Rocky films, correct? Why yes. You, so your fucking fact. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I just wanted to make sure we were all <laughs> familiar with the film. Okay. So, um, yeah, fun fact, Carl Weathers, the man who played the legendary Apollo Creed in the Rocky franchise, played two full seasons for the Oakland Raiders back in the 1970s. Wow. Wow. Very, very. That fun is a fact. fun fact. Isn't that just very, a fun I enjoyed fact. it. Very cool, Jav. Gav. Jav. 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 I'm thinking of the Jets. <laughs> I'm just so excited about that thing. All right. We're going to get out of here. Thank you all for listening. Peace out.